Sorry about that. I was muted. Um, cool. Well, I will do that intro again. It's uh, probably on average once a week we have at least one technical difficulty, but we're, we're working through it. Welcome, everyone, to The Great Debate. Not a debate where both sides work to defeat one another, rather a debate where both sides work to find common ground on the most important issue of our time. Today, a new topic, an important topic. Today, we discuss veganism. On one side, you will have vegans saying that consumption of animal products is immoral, and it is a moral imperative to either eliminate or greatly reduce the amount of animal products we consume. And on the other side, you will hear that it is healthy, natural, and delicious. Is there a common ground that can be found? Today, we find out. Before I introduce the guests, I just want to remind you all that we do this every Thursday. We have other shows throughout the week. Very exciting content going on. If this is your first time here, please like and subscribe. If you really like what we do, we have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a way to support us uh, monetarily. It could be as little as $1 a month, and that really helps us create more content. So all support is greatly appreciated. You can find links to our Patreon and to all other all our other social media platforms in the description. Without further ado, it's a great pleasure to introduce my two guests. On my top left, Julian Melser, a climate entrepreneur, social activist, and animal lover, he has been vegan for eight years and competed in the Israeli Ninja Warrior. It's great to have you here, Julian. Great to be here. Thank you so much. And on my top right, Tobias Stricker has a Master of Science in Physics and a Master of Business Administration. Currently, he's a full-time dad. Due to continuous worsening health conditions, he started to dive very deep in the science of nutrition in 2014. And as a result, he started the Anti-Vegan Facebook group, which now has over 800 members. Tobias, it's great to have you here. Nice to meet you. So let's get right into this. Uh, Julian, we'll start with you. Let's first clarify what it means to be a vegan. Um, so veganism is a philosophy uh, that leads into a lifestyle. Um, and in the, in the simplest terms, um, it is a lifestyle that says that we should not uh, treat animals as commodities, but as individuals with rights. Um, mostly veganism talks about diet and the food that we eat, um, meaning no eating any type of animal products meat, dairy, eggs, honey. Um, and also, other than that, it also expands throughout uh, other subjects like entertainment, for example. Uh, zoos are not considered vegan um, or circuses uh, where animals are being used. And also clothing, uh, something like leather, fur, um, and things like that. Anything that comes from the animals um, is not considered a vegan product. And yeah, that's pretty much uh, the definition of veganism. Uh, thank, thank you, uh, Julian. And j- just, to, just to add, because I, I do want to give Tobias something to respond to, uh, you view consumption of animal products, un- unnecessary consumption of animal products to be immoral, correct? Julian, this is a question to you. Oh, this my, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I heard Tobias. My bad. Um, so, of course, any type of violence that is inflicted unnecessarily and that is not needed uh, to do so in order to survive 
I think it's immoral type of violence. Um, and the main part is that we live a different life today than we lived thousands of years ago. And humanity is always changing. And part of the change is expanding our uh, circle of compassion to reach more and more places. You know, back in the day, uh, white people didn't have compassion for black people. Today they do. Um, so I think as part of humanity, we are evolving to a place where we are able to um, include all beings in this certain type of thing called uh, moral life. Thank you, Julian. Uh, Tobias, so the, the floor is yours to explain why you don't think it's a moral imperative to be vegan. Okay. Um, first, I would like to say um, what I see, vegans are very um, compassionate um, people, um, very um, ethical-driven um, people. Uh, and this is uh, what we are sharing. Um, I'm um, in the same way concerned and uh, compassion also to, to animals and, and all um, living beings, uh, environment, and so on and so on. So there's no separation between um, these two groups uh, of people who eat meat or who not eat meat. Uh, this is the first um, thing I want to say. Um, the second thing is um, I believe this view is um, very um, oversimplicated and uh, and has a few of natures like from a Disney movie, Disney cartoon, um, Lion King or something like this. Um, and and uh, this is what I, I also hear in, in this statement. Um, not very much more at the moment. Um, there is no suffering of animals in the world. Always when we eat, uh, then we, we are killing um, animals. Even if you just uh, eat as a vegan, you're killing even more animals than I as a, a meat eater. Because uh, on a field, uh, on agricultural field, there are living um, thousands of um, animals and you kill them just to produce one species of plant. And, uh, and this is uh, at least 25 times more animals are killed uh, for a vegan diet than for a carnivore diet. Uh, and this is my first response to this. Okay, so pretty much your point that you made is that by farming vegetables, um, we kill more animals than by farming animals. Yes. Um, could you explain to me how that works? Do you have any numbers to back that up or how yes. does it happen that we kill them? Yes, yes, uh, I have numbers. There are studies uh, who calculate uh, the amount of um, animals living uh, on a hectare of uh, field. It's, uh, for example, in average, uh, six hamsters, uh, up to 1,000 mice, uh, uh, moles, um, rats, uh, all kinds of animals, uh, rabbits, okay. uh, deers, uh, wild boar, um, all these kind of animals uh, are living in fields and they are killed uh, on purpose uh, and uh, to uh, produce um, the uh, food for uh, the plants. Okay, so I have two points for that. The first one, um, would you agree with me that cows eat more plant-based food than the, the average cow eats more plant-based food than the average vegan in the world per day? <laughs> yes, they eat grass. Yes. Um, so actually, most of the cows in the world today don't eat grass. The most... Uh, 
commonly food, uh, most commonly fed uh, food for cows is actually soybeans, um, which uh, you need to plant and grow and farm. And that farming, like you said, also causes a lot of damage. Um, like you said, the farming itself is what kills so many animals, but actually the animals that we grow need a lot more plants to eat than we do. So a lot of animals are also dying in the production for the food for the animals that we eat. The second point, I would say that there is a pretty big inherent difference between killing animal accidentally while making um, space to grow uh, vegetables than uh, an entire industry that the whole meaning of the industry is to create product out of an animal that needs to die. So there is a very big inherent difference in, you know, I'm driving my car and accidentally on the way, I, dry, I uh, run over a, a dog because I, w- I was going to work to actually running a dog fighting business. You would agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, this is all right, but um, they are not killed accidentally. Um, so the, all the animals I, I just uh, mentioned, they are killed on purpose. And, uh, for example, mice and, and uh, moles and a hamster with a, a very um, slow um, uh, killing um, poison um, in, in the millions, uh, they kill them on purpose. Uh, they are hunting the rabbits, uh, the deer, the, the wild boar, um, and they are not accidentally um, hit by a uh, bullet. Uh, and uh, this is uh, complete nonsense. Um, and uh, the second, um, the um, about the f- uh, fodder for the animals, it's a completely um, not knowledge uh, what they're really um, giving to to fodder for for the animals. Um, only eight percent of all the what uh, the animals get is uh, specially uh, grown for them. Um, all the rest is uh, basically um, grass. I can share a, a table. If, uh, if you want to share screen, I can show you. Um, you, you, can, you can do a screen share. You will see on the yeah, bottom you I, have a screen share button. Um, which I have to share screen. And I can just show you this. You see it? Uh, no, not yet. Um, um time okay what no yeah it wait, it popped up and disappeared so do, uh, do whatever you did again okay oh uh, maybe i put it on the other screens and you can Yeah, you can see. Yeah, I see it here. Now here you go. can see and in detail what uh, is uh, uh, what the what the animals get on 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 fodder, and you see it's uh, the half is just uh, grass. Um, then you have leftovers uh, from the, the the harvest for for um, corn and uh, and so on. So Only here eight eight percent uh, fodder crops. This is um, specially. Um, done for for the animals. Even the grains are um, low quality grains, uh, which you cannot use for for humans uh, to produce anything as as food. And 
So you see, um, this argument that we are um, having agriculture because of the animals uh, is, is not true, simply not true. Uh, it's just uh, we are using what we are producing uh, for, for in agriculture, uh, the leftovers we are using in, in the um, fodder for the animals, so we produce extra um, food instead of um, just throwing it away, basically. Yes, I mean, so I, I do apologize if the soy wasn't right. Um, I do I do know that it's one of the most commonly, and I'm sure also this graph doesn't, um, you know, really show all the all the cows in the world. In certain places, they eat more grains than than uh, grass, because in a lot of places they just don't have fields with grass to eat. Um, so in some countries, um, it's a lot more grains than grass. Uh, maybe in Europe it, it is a different story, and it might. No, be. no, no. This is this is uh, this graphic is for the world. It's from the FAO. Uh for all livestock. Uh, it's not uh, a selection. Um, and uh, when you say um, we are growing something, then it's uh, for example um, the corn. Uh, we are giving the whole plant of the corn, not only the the seeds. Uh, what humans are eating, we're giving the whole plant, and this is a very huge amount of uh, of dry matter um, you're, you're giving to the animal, and not just uh, the little corn. Um, okay, but but still, I would say, you know, I would say, um, you know, there. How many humans live in the world today? About seven billion. Seven billion. You know how many land animals we feed for food today in the world? Oh no. Not not the actual number. You you wanna take a guess? I have, don't know something like the same range. Same range. So at least fifty billion land animals. At least, yeah. at least ten times more. Um, so when you take like for example, let's take ten percent of that. You know, um, yeah. ten billion cows, or five billion cows. Five billion cows, each cow eating so much more grains that 19% that you show in the graph is still an enormous amount of resources. And taking the whole thing and saying it's only 19%, um, and you know, it's not a lot, but for billion, for almost, you know, almost a hundred billion, even more uh, of land animal, that 19% is so much uh, resources that we could take for humans instead of for cows. And other than that, also, um, you have a question of water. Like, th those cows drink water, and those grains need water, right? Yes. Um, so, but... uh, so it's, I just don't understand why you, we use 19%, uh, and I will go on the minimum of the graph, 19%. So 19% of, of food for, you know, more than 100 billion of animals, that is just enormous amount of resources. So I just don't show, see how that graph makes it any better. Uh, seeing how still there's enormous amount of resources that are used um, in the, in an industry that is built around uh, killing uh, living beings. No, no, you misunderstand. So, so the 19% was uh, the leftovers of uh, the production. If you produce um, corn for, for 19% is the leftovers. 8% was um, specially um, grown uh, for the um, animals. So... Um, it's just 8%. Wait, what, what does it say on the bottom? Crop? Uh, for that crops, um, it's 8%. Hey, Tobias, can, can you send that the chart over just in chat just so we could uh, see the, sor the sources uh, that you're using? I, I think it will help. 
Um, yes, uh, I can can uh, give you later the, the study where this is coming from. But uh, oh, you you only have uh, it in a. If you could put it in the private chat, it would just give Julian and, and myself the opportunity to, to just uh, look at it. Yeah, yeah, um, I can do. But uh, but so, I have to search it out. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so I just want to put clarity out there that there's there's kind of two separate conversations. One of them is the concept of resources of if uh, raising animals requires many more resources than it does to just raise plants. The other is, and they are somewhat connected. The other is are more animals killed on a vegan diet than on a meat eating diet. So I, I, I want to talk more about the second argument because that's kind of what we, we started with. And I guess Tobias, I'd like to uh, hear more, more from you because uh, some of this is new information for me. What's the process? You mentioned that the, uh, mice, mice, and and boars, and lots of animals are killed. Can you can we talk a little bit about the process in in how they're killed, why they're killed, and for what crops uh, they're killed? Just so we could have a better understanding of what exactly is going on. Yes. Um... Basically, agriculture is meaning um, killing everything on a plot of land to raise just one species of plant. This is agriculture. And uh, to protect this harvest, um, the farmers are killing on a regular basis um, everything that is really literally living there. All kinds of animals who are naturally living there. Mice, hamsters, uh, mouths, uh, um, rabbits, deers, boars, whatever um, you, you can imagine on, on uh, wild animals who are living normally in this area uh, is killed to have um, this field. Um, do, any farmers, do any farmers kill animals that might endanger their cattle and uh, livestock? Um. No, actually not, because um, there are no no animals to, to really threaten the stock. Uh, we have in Europe now wolves again, and the farmers are really not happy, um, but they are not allowed to kill them. Um, so actually it's not done um, for, for rising animals. What about the food grown for animals? Yes, um, there they uh, apply the same um, principles than in all the agriculture. Um but I'm not saying that I'm not killing um, animals. Um, I'm saying I'm killing animals uh, for for food. But uh, you are you are pretending that you are that you are um, doing no harm to to animals. The point so I've is, never I've never said I've never said that I'm not killing animals. My lifestyle is not perfect. Veganism is not saying we are perfect and we kill zero amount of animals. But we are making a constant effort every single day um, to actually in invest in products that are not um, made out of animals. And the, made, and the main difference is that when, when you are protecting your crop, it doesn't mean 100% you every single day, you will always kill other animals. But when you are creating meat uh, and dairy, for example, you will 100% need to impregnate the cow and separate the calf. So it's 100% probability against a a somewhat percentage of probability that you need to protect your crop. But still here, you also need to protect the crop for the animals. So I just see it as the argument that you are making for um, how vegans are not perfect. So you're saying, you know, because you're not perfect, um, then veganism is flawed. But I just don't see how making an effort to create the most minimum, the minimum amount of suffering 
that you can in the way in the Western world, in the way we live today, um, and saying, well, because animals die in the production of this food, um, to protect it from going bad is the same, or if not even worse, than actually uh, supporting a business that relies on animals dying. You understand the difference? Yes, I understand you totally. Um, the problem is um, farming, agriculture is killing in uh, killing industry in itself, because um, you for every one as one study was um, showing, for 100 um, kilogram of um, of uh, protein you produce, um, you uh, kill 25 times more animals than uh, for um, producing animals to eat actually. Uh, And this, uh, Look, I, so I you, are, you are producing kind of uh, more about that because it really doesn't make any sense to me. Since you need to protect the crops for the animals, like if you can give me numbers, then I just don't see how it makes sense. If you need to do the exact same things you do for vegan food, you do that for no, um, you, you don't do the same thing uh, for, yeah. for animal food. So, for, point animal is, crops. No, no, for the crops for, made for animals, yeah, yeah, but uh, first thing it's only eight percent. It's first thing is only eight percent of the food of the animal. Yeah, but again, animals are more than a hundred billions. Humans are eight billion. There are more than a hundred billion. Yeah, but, but the most of these are chickens. So they are. Huh? But the most of these uh, numbers are chickens. So it's not um, the big animals uh, which are in this huge number. Um, so they also need much less food. Well, how many cows <laughs> are there? How many cows are there? Some millions. Millions? Um, no, let's check how many cars are there actually. Uh, how many yeah, cars? someone can do. Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's not um, going around. Uh, you you are killing twenty five times more um, animals um, than someone who is eating just uh, meat. And this is uh, this is. Do you have any research to, to back that up? Like, yes, up? I have. So I just don't understand how that makes sense. If there's one billion cows, also let's say one billion cows, and each cow eats a lot more cattle or a lot more crops. Sorry, a lot more crops than the average human, and also the average vegan. One cow eats a lot more than the uh, average vegan. More crops, and there's one billion. I checked it. There are one billion uh, cows. One billion cows, um, and also there are billions of pigs and billions of chickens. But one billion cow, each cow eats more than a human. So, what for? By your logic, to protect the crop, we need to use um, uh, for animals. We are also killing an enormous amount of animals. So the, the the killing is doubled because you are one killing the animals that you need to protect the crop uh, for the cows, and then. You are giving the cows a life of suffering and then you kill them as well. So I just don't see how um, it is logically possible for vegans to kill more. Because? Yeah, just to, to uh, Tobias, real quick, ju just to you know clarify wh where we're at, it, it seems like part of the difference in opinion comes to a difference in interpretation of data. And I'll take responsibility for this. This Normally our debates don't require studies or data. It's, it's more about narratives. We focus on Israel-Palestine and stuff like that. I should, what, I, what I should have done and what I'll do in the future is any sources that are to be um, used in the discussion, we should just have them ahead of time so we could check them and just, just make sure we can at least agree on the numbers. Because currently where the argument is at is, Tobias, you're claiming that 
to be vegan, you are killing more animals because in order to grow plants, we need to kill animals. Julian's claim is in order to feed animals, we need to grow even more plants than what we eat. So not only are you killing the animal itself, you're also you're you're also uh, killing animals by raising those plants. Your yeah. your claim is that that's not the case. That more animals are killed by just eating vegan. So we're we're kind of stuck in the in a situation. No, no. Let, let me just just um, explain uh, where yeah, the sure. problem uh, is misunderstanding is from Julian. The problem is um, that the, the animals. Uh, don't get specially produced um, fodder. This is uh, the, the point. They, they are raised on meadows mainly because um, 70% of all um, usable land is only um, suitable to, to raise livestock on it. And there, um, the, the majority of livestock is, is, is grown. Secondly, even uh, in the, the industrial um, world, um, only a few percent uh, of uh, fodder is uh, produced um, specially for, for the animal. Um, the rest is all um, the waste products of the food production process. Um, for example, if you have um, flour, um, you have um, the, the, the spells uh, and, and the, the straw and, and all these things. And this is going to, to the fodder um, of the animals. Uh, all these waste um, products. Um, and uh, so you do not produce a lot of extra um, um, fodder for, for, the, for, the, uh, for the animals. Um, you just use the waste and what you cannot use otherwise um, to feed the, the animals and produce extra um, food uh, for the people. Can, can you repeat that that point? Like, uh, sorry, I missed the point a little bit. I, I, I th- what, what Tobias said is that most of what animals are eating are a byproduct of uh, animals of plants that are farmed for human consumption. So we will uh, grow corn, we'll eat the corn, and the leftovers are fed to cattle. Right? That's what you said, Tobias. Yes, precisely. This is the most of the fodder okay, because so it's uh, economically it doesn't make um, sense otherwise. Uh, so I've, I saw I saw that um, I saw the photo that you showed us. A lot of the, again, a lot of the food is residue. Again, not all the food, and ten percent of feeding hundreds of billions of animals. And I'm going by your um, by your data. And on, I'm going on the minimum, 10% for, of feeding billions and billions and billions of animals when you only have 8 billion humans and you're using the crops to feed hundreds of billions of land animals, that is doing the exact same type of farming that you need to protect it because people don't want these, far, these farms and these crops to be destroyed. And of course, they're going to do as much as they can to feed the animals uh, shitty food to be as um, cheap as possible. So they're going to give them residue and and bad plants and all this stuff, of course. But they also grow a lot of food in the world for animals. You know, we can't deny that. Yeah, so but... Uh... protect that food. So you would have to agree to protect that food. You have to um, also kill animals. But other than that, also let's... If we want to go about the killing animals part, and that one of the main reasons of uh, deforestation in the world today um, is actually uh, making uh, land for uh, for livestock. Um, so, 
So one of the main reasons for deforestation, um, which deforestation is the main cause of, uh, one of the main cause of mass extinctions in the world, destroying a whole uh, area of habitats. And one of the main reasons for destroying these habitats, destroying these places is actually to clear space for animal livestock. So we're not only killing animals, protecting the crops for the livestock, we're not only killing the animals um, for food um, and for the products that they give us, but we are also killing a lot, a lot of animals, deforesting a bunch of areas um, to actually make space for, for uh, livestock. So I just don't see it in any type of logical way that um, vegans or plant-based diet causes more animals to die, especially considering the fact that there is a whole industry, um, you know, that works on a supply and demand and that is supplying billions of billions of billions of animals every single year to people's plates, putting aside um, the residue death that you talked about, like in the plant-based uh, diet. So yeah, I just okay. don't see it, how it, it, it is logical in any way, honestly. Okay, um, if you're talking about deforestation, this is a, a more complex uh, problem than just um, rising animals, yeah, or, or producing fodder for the for the animals. Uh, the deforestation is not only happening in the Amazonas area; it's also in, in for example, in Borneo, where there are um, deforestation before um, palm oil and and other uh, um, coconut oils and and things like this. In Africa, they are in deforestation because they are simply needing um, uh, wood to, to make fire, um, cooking fires, and so on. And uh, in the Amazon, um, it's, a, it's a very complex um, problem. It's uh, not uh, that they are doing it on purpose because we have to make um, uh, animals here. No, they are um, cutting um, down the forest uh, to make money. And they do everything um, to make money out of it. If it's uh, just an animal or soy uh, they are producing there, it's, it's just a, a random um, choice uh, what they can sell at the moment. And basically it all goes to China, um, what is um, produced there, and not to Europe. Yeah, but uh, of course they make money off of it. That's how every single business works. But at the same time, we do need to look at... Uh reasons for deforestation and if you have no no um, um, the point is um deforestation is, is happening there because um of uh, poverty and and a weak state who cannot control his uh his uh his land and uh, uh and is corrupt um this is a problem it's not the problem that we are eating some eat meat i definitely agree with you that um the meat and dairy industries having so much money affecting the world is a big problem. Big big companies with a lot of money affecting countries is a big issue. I agree with you on that. And you would agree with me that the meat and dairy industry is a very, very powerful industry that affects many things in a geopolitical way to allow them to make more profit. You would agree with that? As, no, um, I as, would not. Why not? Actually, actually uh, it's just the opposite. It's, um, the profit margin in the, the uh, meat and dairy business is so low that they have basically no money. Um, the, uh, the real money is made by the processing food uh, industry, uh, Coca-Cola, Nestle, and so on. Um, There's a big um, 10 companies uh, who are supplying basically the whole um, food chain uh, in the world. 
it's uh, just a dozen companies, uh, 80% market share. Um, and uh, they are making uh, profits like it's uh, not a drug dealer can can make in, in any possible way. Uh, and uh, because they use um, corn for, for one or two cent and may uh, sell the, the package of cereals for four dollars or, or something like this. And, and these are profit margins you cannot imagine. Um, so not the- only is it bad for the environment, not only is it killing a lot of animals, it's also a bad business without a lot of profit. You know, another reason, to, yeah. another reason to stop doing it because it's not a good profit. It's not uh, environmental. It's killing a lot of animals. So it is unnecessary. Another reason, um, it's not even that profitable. So the people are doing it for a bad reason, you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's simply necessary. Um, and to do um, just a normal agriculture, you simply need animals. Without animals, uh, agriculture is simply not working. So um, animals have to be, because um, you deplete the soil and uh, you do not replenish um, the soil uh, with with the manure of the of the animals, uh, which is absolutely necessary. Um, and you will not grow anything without animals. Actually, okay, so, 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 they, they did um, this um, experiment in in Germany, really in real life uh, in the uh, First World War. They so they killed all um, the, the animals because for the same argument as you um, said, um, then we have more um, food for for the people in in time of war where we cannot have supply from outside, and the result was uh, a big starvation where um, eight hundred thousand um, Germans died on on starvation because uh, it is the whole food production collapsed. So I would agree with you that um, animals who eat plants are are a great role in the ecosystem. You know, like, uh, for example, um, and also even animals who eat meat are a great, um, have very big importance inside of the ecosystem. For example, like you take Yellowstone National Park. um, uh, A long time ago, it wasn't doing so well because there are too many plant-eating animals eating all the plants away. But once um, wolves were introduced um, and were changing the behavior of the bears and hunting um, some of them, then the place were able to uh, regrow plants in some of the areas. And it shows how uh, the balance of nature between um, hunters and the hunted. So I definitely agree with you on the, um, on the ecological properties of these animals. But at the same time, you know, we have to remember that the planet is not built for hundreds and hundreds of billions of animals. That is uh, something unnatural that we have made throughout breeding. So, you know, in many places in the world, they spill tons and tons and tons of uh, animal manure into rivers, into the ocean, because they simply don't know what to do with them because the numbers are so unnatural, you could say, because we breed them. Um, so I do agree with you that some of the things that the plant-eating animals do um, are positive for the environment. But at the same time, you know, you would have to agree with me that the planet is not built actually for having, um, you know, all these billions of animals being fed um, on a constant day and shitting on a constant day. And this shit is reaching places that it shouldn't reach. And this has happened um, in many times. Even in the America, there was a big article came out about how these uh, – pig uh, meat industries were actually um, throwing the pig manure in the air because they simply didn't, with high pressure 
um, hoses because they simply didn't know what to do with them anymore. And there was this big lawsuit. And it's, and this uh, article actually showed how many different uh, livestock industries um, actually put the animals' manure in the wrong places because there's just too much of it. Um, because, you know, if an animal is walking naturally outside, it eats plants, it poops, yeah, that is good for the environment. But when we have this very small area with all these animals who are not actually allowed to go other places and, you know, spread their manure, you know, um, so we just create this unnatural um, overload of uh, of uh, of dirt and poop and things that you are not supposed to have in these amounts in such a con- concentrated area. Okay, so there are first uh, points, uh, two points. Um, first thing, we have a decline, a, a very steep decline in animals overall in the world, uh, farm animals. Um, they are much less than than fifty years ago. Yes. Um, and uh, the main problem, what uh, oh, appeared, actually, yeah. are you sure about that? Yes, I am very sure about it. Um, and uh, the the point what you uh, raise about um, that there are in, in some places too much manures uh, is that we separated um, the the agriculture from the animal rising, uh, and this is really uh, a very very big problem uh, today. Um, so you have on one spot very high uh, amounts of manure, and on the other spot uh, you have nothing. And now you have to ship the, the, the shit through the whole country to get it to the place where it has to be. And this is uh, for sure a real problem, but this uh, you cannot solve by, by veganism. You have to solve it by um, having um, your meat from a local farm which is um, producing everything. Uh, from um, corn to um, vegetables um, to to eggs to chicken to milk and 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 uh, and meat, and if you have all together, you have never a problem with the menu, and it's absolutely necessary. You need it. So I, I still I think there are other we could still get it. We can still ha- um, get healthy ground without having these small tight areas for the animals. No, but it's, it's for your first point, I would say I did check the numbers and. Even though there are more pigs today than there were in the 1990s, you know, saying in the last 40 years there were more animals today, this is not what we're talking about because we're talking about a revolution that started, you know, about a little bit more than a few hundred years ago. Um, but even before that, you know, the far, the far, the revolution of farming. Um, so that's when it started, and it's saying 40 years ago it's still part of a new age unnatural stage of breeding them and yes today we have a little bit less livestock than we did 40 years ago but what about um thousand years ago there are a lot oh. more right yeah so we, we had a lot to... more um, wild animals just in america on the great plains we had more um bisons than we have um cows in the world at the moment so no, no, no. We had more, but not, but not. Yeah, because we have been killing all of them and taking just a few and farming them. So I just don't see how it's fair saying that we had more animals. Of course, we had more animals. We are killing them constantly while breeding a few. But as far as cows, if you take the amount of cows today in the world to the amount of cows in the world um, a thousand years ago, for sure there were less. Uh, for sure, there were okay, a thousand years ago, there were much less people on the world on the earth. Uh, so I'm um, sure less people needed um, less cows. But uh, 
Uh, this is not the, the point. Um, if you see um, after the Second World War, the number of um, farm animals is declining steadily. And and what's what's causing that decline to buy? Uh, the production is much more efficient now. Um, we need a much shorter time to get some um, rice to to the level that we can um, slaughter them. Um, so this is uh, the main driver. So it, would, would it, is it fair to say that it's um, less animals, but it would be probably at the expense of the conditions the animals are kept in, as well as the health of their meat because they require hormones and maybe other artificial um, yeah for example yeah I, I agree in, in general with this but um, hormones and, and things like this uh, are not used in Europe for example they are forbidden in Europe um, they are used in, in the US and maybe in some other parts of the world but but not in Europe for example um, and uh, also antibiotics are, are forbidden in, in, in Europe um, we have very um, strict uh, rules for for animal um, health and, and what is allowed and not allowed in, in the animal production. And in Europe, is very, very strict there. I'm curious about what you think, Tobias, about the connection of uh, pandemics in the history of humanity and livestock. Do you see any connection there? Um, not necessarily. Um, some might be uh, happening because we are living close to each other. Um, and uh, but in general, it's not um, the reason. Um, for example, for exa- Corona came from yes, bats. One second, measles, measles that killed millions of people are actually tracked back to cows. So it just, you know, there's so many, so much evidence out there. And you seem like such an educated guy. There's so much evidence out there. Um, showing the connection of a few diseases and pandemics and that actually track it back to animals. The most recent one, um, um, COVID-19, many people say from bats and um, um, what's the armadillo, that armadillo looking uh, animal, I forgot the name. Um, but even before that, you know, you had N- N1H1 from pigs in America and then you had the met cow disease that come from cows. And for you to say, I don't see any connection between diseases and livestock, I just don't see it um, as fair, you know? Yes, um, I'm sure there in, in the history of, uh, of uh, humankind, uh, we are living to, uh, close to each other, and uh, it's natural that they are jumping from, from one species to the other. Um, this is not to debate. But for example, um, the coronavirus is uh, from bats, yeah? Um, but it does mean that it was eaten. Um, it can also be uh, a lot of bats uh, are fruitarians and they, they um, bite in, in the fruits and they tracked it to the market where um, bats were being... Uh, uh, this, is, this is a guess. Um, it's not uh, said it is proven. Um, but, uh, but the main uh, way um, bats uh, transmit um, diseases is um, by urinating on everything, like, like rats. Uh, and this is uh, the main uh, driver. I, okay. I want to, I, I, real quick, I just want to, I want to bring us to a, a place of common ground. Um, and real quick, a quick intermission for, for those just joining us, for those new to the channel, please like and subscribe if you like what you see. If you like this video, thumbs up. If you don't, thumbs down. Just express yourself. After each debate, we do an after party in Discord. Discord is a very cool app where we continue the conversation. I won't explain too much about what it's like but it's, it's worth checking out. I'm putting the Discord link 
in the chat right now. Uh, join and you'll see you will. Once we finish this conversation, we will head to the lounge in Discord and continue the conversation there. Um, I, I do want to spend the rest of the time trying to just better understand both of your positions and see see where, you know, what common ground we can reach. So, Tobias, you have expressed that, um, you know, compassion is important. And you did mention that local farms are are preferred. So do, do you consider a factory farm to be unethical in its nature? It's problematic. Um, but you have to see um, that we have to um, provide food for, for really a lot of people. And so um, not all people are really wealthy like, like we are. Um, and so they need a, a cheap way um, of produced um, food. And so... Um, yeah, it is uh, not very um, good um, for for the animals, but it is already much much better than than uh, two decades uh, before. Um, for example, relatives of mine had uh, cows, um, and uh, I didn't like the conditions they were right. Uh, today, the conditions are totally different. Uh, if you see a modern uh, stall uh, for for uh, milk cows, for example, it's it's like a hotel for them. Um, so it's uh, it's really um, developing in, in a very positive way, but there are parts where I really have also my problems with, and also especially with the quality of the meat that is coming out of these um, factories. Um, but uh, this is your choice. If you want to um, uh, have the least suffering in the world for, for animals, you really have to um, find... A farm where they raise uh, the animals in, in a very good way, and uh, in the best way, um, they even slaughter uh, on the uh, on the meadow um, the cow, um, so that it even doesn't feel anything. Yeah? This was the absolute possible way, um, the, the best way to to do least harm uh, in the world for animals. Yeah? This would uh, perfect. So you have to search for these farms. And you have to economically support these farms so that more and more of this kind of farms are, are, are coming up. If you are just saying, I don't eat meat, you do not um, put, uh, pr uh, protect any animal. Um, not one animal is less slaughtered because you are vegan. So, uh, Julian, I, I will give you a, a moment to respond. Just, uh, just a little bit more clarity. So, what if it's like a product that we don't necessarily need? Let's take mayonnaise, right? Mayo, and you're Belgian, so I know Belgians are considered to have some of the best mayo in the world, so it's an issue of national pride. But mayo, it's not a health food. It's not necessary. But in order to get mayo, you need to get it from chickens who almost always are in horrible conditions. So is it fair to say that consumption of a product like mayo is unethical because we don't need it and it causes a lot of harm to animals? Actually, you can also raise um, chicken in, in a way that they really enjoy their life. Uh, this is not the point. Um, you just have to look for it. Um, and they are more expensive. This is also sure. Um, but uh, I don't think it doesn't make sense uh, to, to pick on, on a special um, food item um, in, in this debate. Um, yeah, I've, you don't eat need, uh, mayo. I don't eat mayo because I eat only meat. Um, and, uh, and mayo is mainly made from um, oil, 
oil seeds. Um, so it's not an, an animal product oh, in oil, and eggs, yeah. oil and eggs. Oil and eggs. So, but but you, w- would you say it's justified for for someone to say, even if it's someone who's not a vegan, would it be justified to be like, look, you're, you're supporting right now uh, chickens being tortured because you want mayo with your fries instead of just using ketchup? Like, is that would you consider that a legitimate claim to make to somebody? No, not really. Um, because my point is there is no suffering in the world. You can try to reduce it, but um, you will never avoid it. And um, we, we are humans where we not only um, using some food and, and, and pooping it out, we are, we are a culture, we are, we are a society, and, uh, and food is much more than, than just uh, nutrients. Uh, and uh, we have to enjoy our life as well. As also as a society. And this is also an ethical part. Thanks, Tobias. Uh, Julian, f- feel free to, to respond how you want. Yeah, so, I mean, the main point, the points that I've heard throughout this, uh, this, uh, this talk is uh, the main one being as a v- animals will die anyways. Whether you are vegan, whether you are not vegan, animals without, will die anyways. Um, and I just... I just see it's like using that as an excuse um, to say, you know, you know, animals are going to die anyway. So all these other animals, you know, fuck them, they're going to die. So it doesn't even, people are going to die. So I'm going to drive my car very dangerously outside because, you know, people die. And I just don't see it as a responsible mentality for, uh, for humanity as a whole. Like if we want to get better, if we want to evolve our behaviors, we have to see what are the some of the uh, things that I can do as an individual um, to protect the planet um, and protect animals. Because, you know, if animals die because we uh, raise uh, plant food, then we should probably try to raise, let's try to raise only plant food for humans. Because if we raise plant food, we are killing animals. So... The main point of Tobias saying animals are going to die anyways. Um, so, you know, that's that's how it is. I just see it as a very problematic uh, mentality for humanity because we need to do a constant effort on a daily basis to minimize the amount of suffering. And if I go to the supermarket and I have two choices, I have, um, you know, I have a broccoli and I have um, a meat. The broccoli... Animals were killed to protect this broccoli. The cow, animals were killed to make land for the cow. Animals were killed to protect the food for the cow. And the cow itself was then killed. So if you compare the two, it's pretty easy to see that one actually comes with less violence and less killing. And we need to do a constant effort every single day um, to choose uh, things that... um, that cause less damage. And I will use the example again with the car. You know, people will die in car accidents every single day, probably. But I still should drive my car as responsibly as possible in order to minimize the amount of damage that is done. That's not saying that driving is perfect, but I'm as a driver trying to make the most effort to drive responsibly. And I think that's the vegan mentality. Um, They are trying to live in the most... Um, peaceful and the most um, violent free way possible 
choosing things that do not mean 100% animal had to die for this. For example, you know, meat means a cow died 100%. Broccoli means some efforts remained were met were were done to protect the broccoli, but that doesn't 100% mean that directly something needed to be killed by a human for the product itself. And I think it's a big inherent difference between a, an industry um, that the whole um, point of the industry is to create a product out of exploited animals compared to a broccoli industry that animals die in the production, but not, it does, it, first, it's not 100% necessary, not every single day, not every single time you grow broccoli, an animal has to die. Um, and the second thing is just that, that it just don't make any sense um, to say bad things happen in the world, animals die, um, and then just leave it out there. It's like we need to ask ourselves as humanity, what can we do to minimize the amount of harm that we make to animals? And if we can uh, put get them out of the industry, get them out of the factories, and replace these factories with um, with gardens and let these animals live their life and replace them with farms, you know, it just, to me, feels like one, a much cleaner way to live because you don't, you are not shoving all these animals in a small area, pumping them with antibiotics, maybe not in Europe, but in most of the world, uh, pumping them with antibiotics, uh, growth hormones, and all these things, and then say, well, animals are going to die anyways, so we're going to do all these weird and um, terrible things to these animals who just want to live. Uh, I just so yeah, you I can just, repeat. Tobias, real quick. Um, so that, that did sound like a, a closing statement from Julian, so I, I appreciate that. So Tobias, you can make this your, you can respond, you could also make this your closing statement, and then we could head over to the after party in Discord. Okay. Uh, my point is um, that you are killing um, 25 uh, times more animals to produce um, vegan food than you produce um, for the same amount of um, animal food. And this is the first point. Secondly, if you really want to reduce the suffering of animals, you have to um, look for the quality and not uh, for the quantity. The quality is um, you go to and find a farmer who is uh, raising animals uh, in a way you really like. And, uh, and then the animal is slaughtered on this farm in, a, in the most uh, ethical way you can do. And then you have the least harm done in, in the world for all animals. And also, um, I must say, uh, a vegan diet is uh, very unhealthy. It's a malnutrition. And uh, you really um, harm the people if you um, uh, prevent that they get um, the animal products in their diet. Um, so, I mean, your, your last point was that it's very unhealthy. And we didn't get to talk about maybe yeah, about health, take yeah, a few yeah, more minutes to talk about the health because, um, you know, it's, it's just a shame to leave it there. Veganism is unhealthy. That's it. Look, Saying veganism is unhealthy to me, it's one, it's, it doesn't really make sense. I've been vegan for eight years. Eight years is a long time. I've been getting my blood tests and everything is okay. But other than leave me alone, I've been a competitive athlete. Um, I've done many good athletic things. Leave that alone. Novak Djokovic, the number one tennis player in the world, one of the most successful athletes of modern times, 
owns a plant-based restaurant and also gives a lot of the credit for his success in the last five years to his plant-based diet. So saying a vegan diet is unhealthy, again, you know, if you look at America, America, for example, and also in Belgium, the number one reason for death in Belgium is cancer. The second one is cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease comes from saturated fats and the misconception of food. And, and yeah, I mean, and there's a, there's a big connection. The number one cut, the number one source of saturated fats in the American diet and in also in Europe actually is dairy. So dairy is actually one of the least unhealthy, one of the most unhealthy products in today's world. Um, and saying that vegan is unhealthy, especially showing the amount of emerging athletes more and more every single year, as well as the number one tennis player, number one tennis player in the world, um, is been vegan for a few years. Um, this is uh, simply not true. He is not vegan anymore. Um, and he had injuries and so on. Um, and he, he knows why he quit it. Um, also, this, uh, you, you are talking about this uh, famous uh, propaganda uh, movie. Uh, uh, what was the name? Um, Game Changers. Uh, Game Changers, yeah. Uh, it's completely debunked. It's completely debunked. So all what they're showing there were, yeah, are not vegans anymore. Um, or was never vegans even. Um, and, uh, so what you're saying, there, no, there are no vegan athletes exist in the world? Yeah, and there are um, some uh, who try it, uh, but they quit it uh, very fast uh, because um, they are serving. And normally they do it at the end of their career to, so to get some more wait, so attention. So 100% of the people, the athletes who became vegan, became uh, non-vegan again? Yes. 100%. Um, I, I have I mean, not uh, checked one for of everyone. The main issues, one of the main issues that I have with this debate, one is the the crazy number that vegans kill 25 times more animals than non-vegans, that makes zero sense considering how much less vegans there are than meat eaters. So, I mean, that fact completely doesn't make sense. And for you to say that 100% of the athlete, vegan athletes went back to veganism, where in Israel, for example, the person won Ninja Warrior and the second place are also vegan. And there's just so many people that I've known um, that I know personally who are uh, nationally ranked athletes who are vegan um, and have not gone back in years. So for you to say 100% of the people also in the movie, which is not true, there are a few that are still vegan, um, to say 100% of them are not vegan anymore, I just, you know, it's one, it's like the vegans kill 25 times percent more animals. It's just these numbers and these facts, it just really don't make sense. I don't have any source. And to use that as, as, as a debunking point just doesn't make sense to me. It would be better if you did it with a, a logical point and not just saying they all went back from veganism without any proof, without any factual um, knowledge about these people's uh, life. You know, most of the athletes there, I'm sure you don't follow them on a daily basis. No, I don't follow them on a daily basis, but uh, uh, a lot of people do it um, just because um, people like you always come up with these uh, examples. Um, so the problem is uh, that is really uh, malnutrition and more than 15 uh, nutrients are missing in a vegan diet. What type of nutrients? Uh, vitamins, uh, amino what acids, 
B12, A, D3, um, K2, um, you don't get it uh, in, in plants. Uh, you don't get zinc, uh, you don't get uh, iron, him iron, and so on and so on. Um, so, and amino again, acids. Again, again, again there's this thing, the, you know, this, this throwing these things out there. Like, for example, B12 actually studies have shown that mediators also have a very high probability of having B12 deficiency. Uh, that has been shown in a lot of research lately. Um, but also you could get a lot of those um, nutrients from plants because it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't be able to because the animals they eat, they get the meat um, that we eat from the uh, animals, the nutrients gets to there from plants. So it just doesn't make sense to me that you will not be able to find these nutrients if you look in all the plants in the world that you are able to eat especially in the Western world where we can go to the supermarket and pick and choose whatever um, foods it is that we want to eat. Um, so it just doesn't make, again, you know, I've been doing blood tests for eight years. I haven't had any deficiencies. Um, so on a personal level, I just don't see it uh, make sense. And again, I will take the example back to the amount of athletes that I personally know. Um, they seem to get the amount of nutrients that they need and just throwing not enough nutrients in the vegan diet just doesn't make sense especially considering um, so many World Health Organization uh, putting plant-based um, uh, diet on the map and uh, really advising many people to eat it. The second part is that if you look at the Western world, the health is horrible. You know, it's probably the worst it's been ever. Yes, people are living longer, but the numbers of cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, all these things are rising, especially within people who eat a lot of animal products, as you can see in America, as you can see in um, some in places in Europe and also in Belgium. Um, in Belgium, the number two cause of death is cardiovascular disease. Is that not caused by uh, uh, saturated fats? No, it is not. What is it caused uh, by? Uh, it's uh, caused by insulin resistance. Um, so, and insulin resistance is caused by uh, carbohydrates. This is the point. Actually, uh, that's also not true. They have actually showed that the fats in your arteries and the fats in your blood system um, really damages how your body uh, no. takes in the sugar. And that is... They're, they're, but again, again, I don't want to throw these facts out there because it's a more of a logical conversation and you're throwing many, just a lot of bad information out there, uh, especially about the insulin. I just, you know, it's a great example of just not telling the whole story about how our bodies are uh, getting getting hurt because of saturated fats, and they actually play a major role, um, especially in America and also in Belgium, uh, considering how unhealthy people are and how many people die from ve ve cardiovascular disease. So look, look, uh, I, I do want to wrap it up. We could continue this in Discord. The reason we focused primarily on the ethical discussion and not the health discussion was a because there's a lot of uh, science to support either claim, as we saw with the movies Game Changers, and then a full Joe Rogan episode debunking it, and then a full another Joe Rogan episode debating that debunking. There's been dozens of hours of content just on health, and there's no clear consensus. What we do know for sure is that some people are vegan and very healthy and some people eat meat and are very healthy. So it seems like you can be vegan and be healthy. Is it possible that not everyone can be vegan and healthy? Sure. No, it, it is not possible long-term to be healthy on a vegan diet. 
You're saying it's impossible to be healthy. It's impossible. Diet. Impossible long term to be healthy on a vegan diet. Uh, I'm also in, in uh, for example, in if you don't uh, trust uh, the science uh, because it's really confusing the science about it. Um, you you can um, check for the uh, recovering um, vegans, ex-vegans. Um, there are thousands of people who are reporting all the same how they lost their health and damaged uh, really their health uh, in very traumatic way uh, on a vegan diet. And there are literally thousands just in one group um, who are telling all the same story. It's simply there are, there impossible. Are also, there are also millions of people out there that have eaten animal products their entire lives, suffering from diabetes, uh, obesity, and they stopped eating those products and became vegan and started feeling a lot better. So I could just, so again, we could use the exact same thing and, and switch it. I'm just saying, do you have like a more, like a better point why vegans cannot be healthy other than saying some people became uh, vegan and came back to eating meat? Like that is just not enough of a, of a, of a point, I think. What is more logic uh, when you say that uh, in one part, uh, in one diet, uh, there are certain nutrients not existing. It's so, it's so, uh, the basic logic. So, but I, I, again, I still don't see how it's possible since the animals get their nutrients from plants. That's Simply one thing. The because um, thing, they have a different digestive system. Do you know how a gorilla gets his uh, vitamin B twelve? And now, so they are simply eating their own shit because it's produced in the column by them, okay, and then so they have to recycle since, it. Since we are closer to a gorilla, since we are a lion, we do need to look for some places to get B12. I'm not saying let's eat our shit, but we can easily get B12 supplements. But other than that, you would agree that we are more similar to gorilla than any other meat eating animal in the world, right? No, 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 no. We are closer to to a wolf than, than to any of the other primates. One second, one second. Did you say we are closer to wolves than we are to uh, gorillas? Yes. Wait. What do you mean by that? You, yeah. Can you please explain that? Yeah, so the digestive system um, is uh, very um, closely um, to this of, of a wolf, um, as uh, and the gorilla is a, is a total um, plant eater, which a totally different uh, digestive system. Um, and uh, so we are much uh, closer to a wolf than, than to, to to an ape. Okay, uh, so and, the, the claim is not we're not closer genetically to wolves. It's just that our digestive tract is more like wolves than it is a gorilla or even a chimpanzee. Yes. That's the claim. yes uh, and and uh, we have uh, genetic studies uh, and uh, this shows that um, um, eight thousand five hundred years ago, uh, before Christ, before Christ, uh, we had even not um, the genes to digest any plants. We were purely carnivores, uh, evolved over some millions of years. So yeah, so having one person um, that has some, you know, that's like saying. You know, there was one person who was allergic to all type of plants. You know, that doesn't say anything about the plants. Um, the same thing with this person. One person having this weird, and like you said, it's like a different thing. It's not normal for a person to be able to eat only those type of products. But other than that, again, you know, let's go back to the wolf and ape. Again, it's, again, you're throwing something out there without a lot of backup. Genetically, we are closer to apes than we are to wolves. So it makes sense that our behaviors should be a bit closer to the apes than it is to the wolves. 
No, we are we are hyper carnivores uh, in our evolution. We are hyper carnivores. You are saying yes. that throughout history we've eaten more meat and, and animal products and we have plants? Yes, we have uh, the last uh, Do you have any years data we... to back that up? It just also doesn't yes. make sense to me, especially considering the fact um, that hunting back in the day was one of the most difficult jobs. So actually eating plants was a lot more uh, sustainable and easier. Um, of course, in some places in the winter times and stuff, they had to hunt. But hunting was never the first choice. In the beginning, we're even scavengers. And scavengers are not hypercarnivores. And we've actually evolved over time. But saying that we are an hypercarnivore, that's uh, and one, another one of those things that you throw out there, again, without a lot of uh, uh, logical sense, in my opinion, but also not a lot of uh, scientific backup that I've seen um, in my Actually, life. Actually, we, we, we have um, isotope analysis um, of, the, of the bones, of the fossils, and they are showing that we were eating um, basically purely um, animal, uh, so uh, meat and, and fish. It was 70% uh, meat and, and 30% fish. This is uh, so this was our evolutionary diet. Seventy percent meat and thirty percent fish. Yes, there was no plant uh, traces um, found in 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 the bones of the prehistoric uh, humans. Again, one of uh, another pick and shows research. It really makes no sense considering how um, much more available plants. Did, did you did you ever try to find uh, food in, in in nature? Did you ever huh? try? Did you ever try it to find a food, a plant food in nature? Again, you know, taking a Western person um, and saying, have you ever tried? Actually, I have tried, but again, it's not a fair um, comparison because these people who were living hundreds of thousands of years ago, they were trained and they needed it to survive. So they were very goddamn good at fighting things they needed to eat. Absolutely. They were able to do it, um, especially in those times where their life were dependent on it. No, would you um, agree? Would you agree that we eat more food today per individual than we did a hundred thousand years ago? No. If how, you have, uh, if you have killed uh, a mammoth, um, you had plenty of food for for months. Again, you're taking one example of one animal that existed in a certain area of the world. We're talking. We're not talking about a small tribe. In a small. We're talking. Humanity uh, no, no, no. Uh, you, you know um, how the, the world looked like uh, like uh, fifty thousand years ago. It there was like, animals, like the tundra. I, absolutely, but so if there were so many animals, why did we start farming them? Because it's not hard, it's not easy to go and get animals unless they, you are farming them. So again, yeah. you know, logically, so the, what you're saying doesn't make any sense because the reason why, it's why we very hard to hunt. Yeah, there are mammoths. Yeah, for sure. But hunting a mammoth is very dangerous. Many people don't come back from it. It's a lot more efficient and a lot more energy efficient to actually eat plants. And you could, and you saying that what we ate was 70% meat and 30% fish, again, you know, it's taking away the plants that have existed on the planet for millions of years, hundreds of thousands of years, that it is proven for humans to have eaten plants throughout history. So saying we ate 70% fish, 70% meat, 30% fish. It might be true for very small areas in the world, but when you look at the whole world, especially in places that are green, that have a lot of plants, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me that people would have plants around them and would go out of the way to a dangerous mission to hunt. As I said, um, so, so, uh, I, 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 
Again, we're having a conversation based off a different set of facts, and it's an issue. So, you know, in future conversations, the way we'll solve this is just all sources will just need to be presented ahead of time so we can check them because it's, you know, Tobias, I'm not saying you're you're making this up by any means. It's just you're saying things that personally surprise me even. I've never heard them. They surprise me. Um, and it's just, you, you know, it's just a back and forth. You're saying one thing, Julian's saying that's not true because the facts are different. So I, I don't see how we're going to make progress, you know, re- regarding these set, sets of facts. Um, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll continue this conversation in, in the after party. We'll let the community also um, share their thoughts. Maybe, maybe they have some data to support one side or the other. And, and you know, we'll just hear from them. Uh, if, if any of you want um, one minute each for uh, some final thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up. Who will begin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to say one last thing. Um, so, again, the main point that I remember from this debate is that vegans, you know, a very small part of the population, vegans, um, kill 25 times more animals than most of the world's population who eats animal products. That was one of the main points, um, you know, contradicting the moral standpoint of veganism. And that point... And any type of logical scale just doesn't make sense that such a small population of humans, vegans, are killing 25 times more animals than, uh, you know, the rest of the population, especially considering the amount of animals need to die for the burgers and the food. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, I guess, for... Okay, uh, yeah, you, you had a Thank misunderstanding you. there. It's not that uh, vegans kill 25% more. Um, the number is for 100 kilo of protein you can eat, you kill 25 times the amount of animals to produce um, vegetable food than to have uh, it in animal food. Well, again, again, something that doesn't make sense because different plants have different amount of protein in them. So again, yeah. it just doesn't. It, it just all, doesn't make all sense. All good. We 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 addressed this already. It was a misunderstanding. Fair enough. Um, Any any final words, Tobias, before we wrap up? Yes, um, as I as I said, um, the most um, ethical way to to eat is uh, find a good farm in your neighborhood, check that the animals are um, in good conditions there, and are slaughtered in in a good way, uh, and then have quality meat uh, in your diet as much as you can, and then you have a healthy and ethical um, diet. So one thing, so we can agree on the fact that we can do, make an effort to minimize the amount of harm that we cause to animals, right? Yes, I always do it every day. Common ground, that's what we're all about. Um, This was an awesome conversation and um, I'd love to do this again. It continues in the after party. For those who have not joined the Discord yet, uh, I'll share the link again. What you do is you join the Discord and on the left hand, you'll see a tab that says after party. You click on it and you're connected with your voice and video. It's up to you. You don't need to speak. You don't need to show yourself, but it's a way to uh, connect and listen. And in general, Discord is a place where we have conversations on a daily basis, um, voice conversations and text conversations. Very inspiring what's happening in our Discord. Uh, So I invite you all to join us and we will see you there. Um, Thank you, Tobias. Thank you, Julian. It It was a great pleasure. And I'll see you in the after party. Thank you so much. 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 Thank you so much.